Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. Now, the second part of our meditation is called Knowings. And people from around the world every week send in questions, conversations they would like for us to have to uplift ourselves and to illuminate ourselves, all of us who are participating. And so Alex will tell us the questions today. Alex? Um, the first question is from Recife, Brazil. Mm-hmm. Chris, I do your exercises in consciousness that you give on YouTube, and I love them. I am wondering if I can do them myself. For instance, if I have a memory that comes up for me that I don't like in this lifetime, can I do an exercise in consciousness to clear that memory from my body by myself? With gratitude for everything you do to help our world. Mm. Hello, Recife. I love you. Yes, you can do this by yourself. I would say never enter into an attempt to look at other lifetimes unless they just kind of pop up and then you would want to clear them in the same way out of your body because we never look at incarnations ourselves because we would miss that point where we and where something was out of balance and then that would bring that up and so it would not be it would not be good Uh, but clearing from this lifetime is a wonderful practice for you if you're doing something and suddenly you have a memory oh i remember how that was the way you do it is so simple just ask your body where am i holding that memory Bring your conscious awareness into that place in your body. It could be anywhere in your body. And just go into that place and then ask that place that's holding the memory because we have trillions of cells and they hold memories from before conception. And so so go in there and then ask that area of your body what frequency of light, what color it needs to wash it away. We don't need to keep memories whether they're bad ones or even good ones, because they tether us in our conscious and our emotions and many, many subconscious cultural ways. They tether us to that time. And so, yes, we don't want a negative memory to be a reference point for who you are. So the moment that you uh, feel that color of light that will release it, you simply imagine that you're just pulling it into wherever that is in your body and you just imagine that stream of light going in there and just washing it away. Just wash that out. And when you feel a shift, you're done. 
There's another side of that that I would show you as well that we always do at the Light Institute, balancing. And that is that if you clear a negative memory, um, maybe it was that somebody was bossing you around and not nice to you. Then go into a memory when somebody was nice to you or when you felt that that acknowledgement or just a, a positive aspect of the same theme. And when you do that, when you ask where that memory is, where is that memory in me? When I was courageous or when something good, the memory was good, and you go into that a place in your body that holds that memory. And in that one, you just prick it open. You open it, and you let the energy of it flow through you. Maybe it made you happy or centered or or peaceful. So you let that flow through your body so that it aligns you. But as, again, as soon as you feel it flowing through your body, you let the memory go and, and focus only on the energy that's coming in that belongs to you now. So indeed you can. And we want all of us at this time to work on ourselves as we heal the world, as we look out into the world. Our purpose is to go beyond our personal karma by releasing it. That's why we've been doing this incarnational work for so long at the Light Institute, so that we really feel uh, that our purpose in life is beyond our individual lifetimes. Blessings to you, Vesife. Alex? The second question comes from Bogota, Colombia. Dear Chris, I have a very important job and I feel so small in the face of my responsibilities. Your President Kennedy had a plaque that describes his feelings. Oh God, the IC is so great and my boat is so small. Chris, if you have any words of wisdom to help my small boat, <laughs> I would be enormously grateful. <laughs> First of all, dear friend, What is really true that sometimes is very hard for us to understand is that anything that's given to you in a lifetime is given to you because you're ready for it. So your boat is small. You don't need a big boat to sail the seas, uh, to ride on the water. Uh, you just need to trust yourself in the boat. That's all. So first of all, it's important for you to know that It's your intention and your capacity to give all of your heart and your wisdom, uh, your intelligence and your desire to do as well as you can. That's all it takes because you have the answers inside you. So there's two aspects of that. The first one is you have to learn to trust yourself. And the cosmic giggle is that the outcome of your work really isn't yours. You are not here by yourself. You are not... Um, sailing that boat on a sea, really, uh, as if you were alone, the captain, the crew, the, the participants. No, you're not. In other words, we have a goal, and so we do what we know to do to move along and to do the best we can. But outcomes are never ours, because we don't control the world. We don't control others. Uh, What is important is not the others and not the world and not even if you attain that goal, but that if it's a goal, if it's a job that you have that seems so big with so much responsibility, uh, the lighter you get about that, the better it'll be. 
And of course, one of the things that I would say that's so true at this time on this planet is this is not king of the mountain, which means that in today's world, it's important for you to uh, offer others the opportunity to support this work, to to give responsibility to others so that they can show their brilliance and their capacity to begin to really work uh, as a team, uh, to call in uh, President Kennedy and any great leader knows that they have to use the brilliance of others around them uh, and to work together to make something happen. And so if you... Um, and look around you and pull to you people that you know uh, will help and that will have the passion for what you're attempting to accomplish. It will be easy and it will be fun. And again, you're not giving anything you're not ready for. So when I'm talking about trusting the self, and this is again why I love incarnational work, you're so much more than you think you are. Something comes your way. How did it get to you? How did you get the job? You got the job because you exuded a magnetism out from you that spoke to others. It gave them a sense, this person knows it. This person can do it. And so you have to realize that it's not an accident that you got the job. You got it because you have it in you. So... That's what trust is, is to know that because you want to do it well, you will. And because you got the job, you know how. And even if there are things you never knew how to do before, if you work with your higher self, those answers will come. And so uh, take a little bow and say thank you to yourself that you got this job and know that you will do well. And another aspect of that is to use your imagination, use that capacity of vision to see something good. As we were talking about a minute ago, uh, you might go into a memory when you did really well at some, some project or something and then find that in your body, prick it open and release it because it will associate our emotional body, which is the one judging uh, functions through association and conclusion. So I promise you, you are more than ready for this task. And so just relax. If you squeeze, it's hard to be able to see the hologram. You can't really think in a creative and ingenious way. You have to relax into it. One of the ways that I always tell people when they're a little anxious is to just spin around to the right clockwise so that you're spinning out the anxiety and expanding your auric field, relaxing yourself. You can do this with breath too, just breathing in and breathing out, relaxing the self and then knowing I'm ready and I will do it now. <laughs> Great love. Alex. The third question comes from Fort Myers, Florida, USA. Dear Chris, I'm a young woman. My personality changes with the different clothes I wear. <laughs> if I wear a dress, I'm very feminine. If I wear overalls, I'm more of a tomboy. My friends make fun of me for this, and I'm wondering if there is something wrong with me. 
My parents tell me I'm just being silly, but I'm worried. Is there something wrong with me? <laughs> I'm asking you because you're always so straightforward in your answers, and I know you will tell me the truth. Thank you from Florida. <laughs> I love that you, you said that, that you asked that question, uh, because there's so many ways to answer this, but the first thing that I would say is the reason that Uh, you seem more of a tomboy if you're wearing overalls. It's because you've grown up in a culture that says, if you're a boy, you behave this way. So when you, you have an association that says, when you're wearing overalls, not just jeans, but overalls, that that's uh, a farm thing. It's a man thing. It's a boy thing. And so you tend to take on that vibration. And this is very true. This is what happens with any clothes we wear. So when you wear a dress, people will look at you and say, oh, here's a young woman. And they will see that feminine in you because they are associating that a dress means a girl. It means a woman. And so you're not crazy or silly or any of that. And, uh, you know, I often talk to people not only about what are you wearing because our clothes uh, are a little message that we send out. This is who I am. And that's why sometimes we dress up and sometimes we, we wear something that's funny. Or uh, very often, for example, in the United States, young people all kind of dress alike. In fact, for example, just in terms of color, in cities, almost everybody wears black or gray. Um, so they copy each other. So there's that association that goes on. And I find that It's not only the dress or the overalls that you wear, but it's the frequency of light that's being expressed there. A frequency of light that is, you are associating with. You know, overalls mean I'm going to go out and get the job done. And I'm wearing something that covers my body so that I can do it. A dress means I'm wearing a dress to say, hello, I'm a young woman. I'm a female. And so the colors of your dresses and the colors that you wear, uh, your shirt under your overalls, etc., uh, also tell a story. And so uh, this is a proven fact that uh, around the world, it matters not what culture you come from uh, at all, we all respond, for example, to green or red or blue or white in the same way. And so when you choose I want to wear overalls today because I feel like I'm going to go out there and get the job done. Or I want to just carry my female energy. You're telling someone who you are at that moment. So you might, you might want to be aware of that. And in the end, I would say, dress for yourself. And don't worry about what your parents are saying. They're saying you're being silly because they love you and they don't care what you're wearing. But they too... I, for sure, if you're still living at home, your your mother will comment comment on what you're wearing. <laughs> Mothers do it, <laughs> and your father will look at you, and he's commenting through that. And so, but part of becoming our true selves is dressing for ourselves, 
you feel like being a tomboy today, that doesn't make you less of a girl, yes, less of a woman at all. You are half your mother and half your father. And so the beautiful balance in our lives is to know that we can express both of those energies. And it's what's kind of funny about it is that to think that we're doing it through our clothes, but we are, because they are the way that we message to the outside world uh, who we are at that moment. If you feel like being a tomboy, you be a tomboy and do whatever you want. And if you feel like dressing up or even just wearing a dress, that's just saying, this is what I feel like today. And so do it for you. And the more you go through life, the more you will want to uh, have developed that power. Because that is a power to say, I express who I am. And when I look at you, I, I hear what you're saying. Great love. And great love and honoring to each and all of you for being a part of this today and bringing your conversations into this, this wonderful meditation. Until next time.